0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another instalment of the Film me In Podcast where this week we're gonna film you in very symmetrically and visually pleasingly. Um I'm your host, uh Xander back from my uh from my move. Um I'm all settled in. Um, yeah. if anyone if anyone cares. Uh, well, hey, you don't? Yes. We'll we'll carry on. I uh, care. with me as always is my wonderful uh, panel of co-hosts. We've got Alex. Hola. We've got Siwan. Hola, and we've got Joe, Ola, Ola. I really wanted est- to
1: say Howdy, com- but then there was a pattern, so Como estás? It's doing muy bien, mercy.
2: Me so thora.
1: Grazie,
0: lad.
2: Mi
3: casa,
0: Pizza. su casa. Mi casa, Muf- Mufasa. <laughs> uh, Lion like King. Brother, help me. Um, ha- I hope everyone's good because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm no. clearly feeling so great. Um. This week, we're going to discuss... We're going to go through Wes Anderson's filmography. Because he has a new movie out. Asteroid City is currently in cinemas. He just had his highest opening weekend in America um, throughout his entire career. So that's amazing. And of course, it's coming to digital in like a week. So um, we figured we'd go through his career and sort of dissect it a little bit. And see what we like, see what we don't like. And uh, see how he's got to this point. Uh, But first... Does anyone have a moan they'd like to tell me? Um, AKA, tell me moan. Uh, Joe, Joe, go for it.
1: Um, My moan is about Blu-rays and physical media being out of print. Um, okay. So recently I've had an urge... Well, uh, we're working our way through all of the Rishi stuff, even stuff that he makes like small appearances in. So he's in the series Car Share... And he's in this one-off film called First Men in the Moon, which has got Mark Gatiss in. Now, I've tried to find both of these. First Men in the Moon is on, like, Amazon and eBay for 150 quid. There's no Blu-ray, it's just a DVD. I've looked everywhere, CEX, HMV, that little shop that we went to once, Xander. It's not there. Same with *Car Share*. I want the complete collection, which comes with Series 1, Series 2, the special. There's another one, and then, uh, like, a radio thing they did. The only one that exists, is a series one and two box set, which doesn't even come with the final episode. It's out of print. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not in H and B or CEX or again that shot that means I went to once. Um, so fop and fop fop. That's it. So I, it's annoying, but it, it does highlight the importance of physical media. Like get it while it's there. You know, because you absolutely yeah.
0: As as an ex. Uh blu-ray collector it's i i like having yeah no i i i I went through a lot of my blu-rays during lockdown and was like you know so many of them are on streaming and to be fair i probably shouldn't have done that anyway um (laughs) what is the difference
3: between blu-ray and normal
0: video five quid no uh, so so blu-ray versus a dvd it's it's just better quality on the picture and sound um but also they they come they started coming with like more special features now so you used to be able to get a dvd with like special features on the back like documentaries about how they made it and you can now only get those on the blu-ray or now sometimes only the 4k version of movies which is i think a little bit criminal but whatever crime um, ridden crime ridden hmm. uh, but yeah no as i i did you guys hear about that story about uh the french connection the movie from the 70s with gene hackman that got changed on disney plus and other yes. streaming platforms yeah yes. and like so. with with no telling about how this happened but it just like they they cut out a scene in the movie because it because some people found it mildly offensive and it's like the scene does include a derogatory term it's like okay that's not great but it's it makes sense for the character if you understand the context of it and then they they cut it out of the movie, and it's it's a horrendous cut if you've seen like the the change. And then you know everyone who's got the copy on Blu-ray is still watching it, like yeah, this is the same version I've been watching for twenty years. You know? I
3: hate that when like they'll ignore the context. It's like where everyone starts kicking off about Tropic Thunder with Robert Downey Jr. In it, yeah. they're like, "Who did blackface?" And it's like, well, I swear that happens every year. Point. It happens. It happens once a year, but it's like that's the point. It's he's he's a actor in the movie who did black like that's the whole point of the film and that's the whole point of the character so like you know of course when you take away context anything can look bad
0: absolutely um, absolutely it's just like, um, mental mental solid solid moan show that will be put in the moan catalog yeah um,
1: in the moan archives
0: the moan archives yes
3: i have one that picks off straight off the back of that and it's very similar go physical copies of video games
0: okay go for there's,
3: it there's a lot of like video games uh i mean obviously they don't have to do physical copies of things on like pc and steam and stuff like that because most pcs as well don't have a cd cartridge anymore uh, i've only got one of mine and it's a portable one
4: that is um, stupid
3: it is really stupid i i oh. think it's like completely ridiculous to take away like this um kind of like I mean, I don't know. You could say the thing, same thing about TVs nowadays that don't have DVD players automatically in them or, or any, like, yeah. anything like this. You know, it's this old media that's fought failing out, but a lot of, like, video games, um, stuff like the Wii and the Switch and, and especially on consoles, uh, like the Xbox and the PS4, um, or PS5 now, oh God, um, they just don't do physical copies of a lot of the games on there anymore. And it's, it's, it's upsetting. Like, they'll do a few, don't get me wrong, but... They're they're really trying to get rid of the physical copy thing. I mean, the PS5, for example, released one version that had the CD uh, slit, and the other one didn't. So, like, depending on which PS5 you got, you could buy one, and all your game discs would be obsolete.
0: Yeah, and if you want Absolutely. the if you want the disc in it, it's like an extra... Was it an extra fifty or a hundred pounds? It was. Pounds? It
3: was. Yeah, it was something like that. It wasn't cheap. So, I think it's, yeah. I think it's just a bit annoying.
0: Because if if anything, I use like my PlayStation to watch Blu-rays on. That yeah, is my Blu-rays. My player. Xbox
1: to do it. Yeah, I use my yeah.
3: Xbox.
0: So I I don't get why they're trying to get that out. I guess because it looks old-fashioned, whatever. But yeah, yeah but they, no. they need to remember who's buying
3: the consoles. <laughs> like, come on, it's gonna be like the load of us who were born like two thousand nineties and and stuff who like. Bought them and to play them, and, and you know, is still used to that technology, so you kind of need to remember who's paying for it.
0: Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's um, mine. Yes, good moan. Thank you. Siwan, do you have a moan?
3: I don't think I do. <laughs> I've been trying- you don't have a moan? I don't think oh, I that's do. boring. To Come think. on.
0: Be angry also, ev- everything, something. Everything's just been great well, for you this week. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, there's only there's
2: one thing, but it's kind of <clears throat> similar to what Alex said last week. It's, didn't you moan about your landlord or something like that?
3: Uh, oh, I was, yeah, I moaned about how you have to, like, uh, about the referencing criteria for renting a property, specifically in the UK at least.
2: Okay, mine's not that. It's <laughs> not quite that. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like, we obviously we're moving out, and he's like, we emailed asking, oh, you know, what do you want us to do? Um, he's answered half of what we asked, and what he has answered back, we have follow-up questions which he hasn't answered to so like but then he's left it four days now without answering any of us like he he wants us to put the keys in the lockbox we don't have the code for the lockbox so what are we meant to do with the keys so okay fine that's my moon my, he also s-
1: not answering fat. us he, he did also say about like oh yeah make sure the the garden's clean and we're like do we need to do a bit of gardening or do we just need to remove rubbish We don't know, and like the bins as well were a pain in the bum.
3: Oh yeah, because you'll get charged if your bins are full. We did when we moved out. They charged us about ninety-five quid because our bins were full outside.
2: The fun thing is, the fun thing is that our bin day is the day after we leave. (laughs) So like we could leave them out, and the neighbours bring them back because they generally do bring them back in. And but nah, we couldn't. So yeah, but because he hasn't answered, we don't know.
0: When um when I moved out with my, I lived in a basement flat and when I moved out of there, we got charged like because there were five of us living there, and we got charged each about a hundred pound from our deposit, uh, because of um because of some things left in the, in the house, one of them was like some bleach from under the under the sink in the kitchen where we were like. We don't need these, so we'll leave them for the next people. Mm. And they binned them and were like, yeah, you've left those. Um, One of them was a bit of the um, kitchen, a bit of the fridge, and like the salad drawer. Um, We'd washed that before we left, and we left it on the drying rack by accident. They charged us to move that. um, And under one of the beds, I swear to God, they sent us a picture of this, and they was like, there's rubbish left in one of the rooms. They lifted the mattress, and there was an empty... Worthers original, not like a big pack, a single Worthers original,
3: no, an empty
0: little wrapper, and they took that picture and sent it to us and was like, "Yeah, we're we'll charging you hundred quid
3: oh, Of your deposit." It. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's five hundred quid.
0: Yeah, we we tra- we we argued it with them like this is outrageous, but then they um they, they they essentially showed us the process and it would have taken months and months and months. That's the and problem, so they, would, they, they, get just ground, they just ground us down so we're like, well fine, we'll just take what we can get because otherwise they'll just take more offers.
3: There's nobody that you can really, or at least to my knowledge, there's nobody that you can really go to to be like, help, these guys are like extorting all of my deposit from me. And yeah. this, you know, then it's either I spend loads of money trying to fight it and loads of time trying to fight it or I just give up and, and take, you know, take what I can.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Um. I'm sorry, I'm laughing you. Are you all
1: right, up? Joe? <laughs> My la- sorry, that's all gonna- you're going to all hear that on there, under when you edit. But like, Oh,
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> My laptop. Can, I, can I add ways. an extra moan? My laptop is <laughs> at- utterly trash. For some reason, whenever I turn it on, it goes... Isn't it, isn't it a MacBook, though? A MacBook? No, it's an... It's an- <laughs> <You>
3: fucking
1: what? <laughs> no, it's an Acer. It's an Acer. No, it's an Acer. Right. Um, so what I was doing just then is I was tapping it because if you tap it in a certain way, it stops groaning. And also I, I turned it- used to do it... that
3: with my PC. Its hard drive was like loosely connected, and I just have to punch it to stop it vibrating and it worked.
1: Yeah. That's insane.
0: And like, yeah. I turned it what over before. If
1: I blow the, the bottom of it, it might- If you
3: blow it, it'll be quiet, yeah. Yeah, if I blow
1: it like there, there, there. Calm down. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> um,
3: We're looking to get in your new laptop.
0: God bless you, Joe. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't really have much of a moan. I, I guess I'll, I'll go with the fact that um, wait, it's not even a moan. I watched um, I watched a load of good movies in the past couple of weeks because no, I, man. but that it's, it's an anti-moan because everyone I moved away from, um, was like Xander, I wanna, I wanna spend time with you before you leave do you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, absolutely, I want to watch a movie. And so I just spent the last week I was, I was away watching all of my favorite movies with some really nice people, which was great. Cause I, every,
1: no, I'm not, yeah. no, I'm not doing, I'm putting my hand up. I want a list of these movies. I want a list of these movies. A list because, of them. Oh, crap. Um, I'm going to, I was, watch. I was
0: going to go through them later. Hang on. You, you'll have to let me, uh, you have to give me a moment. Um, sorry guys
3: what is that what did you just eat
0: i know i'm sorry no not i'm you. sorry i don't I'm... give a
3: fuck about you i'm asking what joe just ate <laughs> 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 no he's giggling like a japanese schoolgirl. what did you just eat what are you eating do you think mean your dog's got something in its mouth <laughs> and you like spit it out and they start giggling and run off that's what it's like well, it can about.
1: dogs laugh
2: have you never heard a dog laugh?
3: That's
1: terrifying. I mean, I find dogs scary, but if they
2: this don't laugh like ha ha ha,
1: if a dog went ha ha ha, I'm running. I'm What's gone.
3: The they you're gonna, gonna shoot sh- yourself when we get to the Isle of Dogs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh no.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no! My
3: dog come in just before and did like a front flip and then laughed. I was like, to to hear my reaction to it." It's <laughs> like a little sausage <laughs> dog. She just did <laughs> it. From, I was like. <laughs> i was like no one's gonna believe
1: me
3: nobody's gonna believe me that that's happened <laughs>
1: it's, sorry, it exactly. seems unlikely but i believe you because the Thank the you. image of it is amazing
3: i was just sat here like <laughs> how'd you do that no sorry continue
1: um so so i
0: watched um the ones i can remember i watched six um i watched anchorman oh. one of my favorite comedies
1: anchorman Two's better
0: that Sorry, excuse me. I disagree. Anchorman 2 is funny. I disagree.
2: Both are shit. <laughs> it's okay, Sander.
3: Sander, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. I'm with you.
1: One's got I'm Harrison on Ford as a okay. hyena, And the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. First this one one, have one does
0: have the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. That is quite funny. Anyway, um, Interstellar. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's decided that that is probably my favourite Chris Nolan movie. Um. I know. I know. Until uh, Oppenheimer, I don't. I, get, I don't Brain understand Dead, it enough to. Brain uh, which good. I I heard Joe recommend last week, so you took mine this week, you bastard. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's a great movie. That's a weird movie. Um, I watched Mandy, the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, right. Great movie. Um, I watched my favorite. I watched RoboCop. We need I still to watch that. that for the and then on my first, and then on my first night back home, um, I watched Aliens. So
3: I mean, alien. it's all right. Alien with alien with an S.
0: Alien with an S. Aliens. So
3: the
0: second, aliens. One? The second yeah. one. Oh. Aliens. Hang on. Do, do you guys not like aliens? I yeah, don't like horror right.
3: films. It's all
1: right. It's not, uh, aliens is not isn't like even the, a horror film. B- the amazing film. thing that it was made out to be. I'm not
3: getting
2: involved. Oh, you guys hurt my head.
3: Hey, I never watched it because it's a horror film, so I'm exempt.
2: It has its okay. moment, and it's Sigourney Weaver, so it's fine. I love yeah, just watch her for
0: two hours. Like, yeah, it's fine, actually. It's a good film. Right. Shall we uh, Shall we get on to the main topic? Yes. I Anderson. think we should. Wes Anderson. He has made Who's that? 11 movies. That doesn't sound um, like a lot. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it's been since the year 1996 when he first released Bottle Rocket. That was his first movie. Um, and that was based on a short film he made the year before. Um, so that is how many years? 27 years He's been actively making films, and yeah, eleven films—that's a pretty good track record.
1: I've made more YouTube um, videos than that, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we've made more podcast episodes than that. So we um, have made more podcast episodes sorry, than we're in the past. As if Even in the past,
3: podcasting is a lazy form of content and easy.
0: This is true. It, trust me, it is not. It I is know, not. I you know, have I know I no fun. idea. Fun. I, <laughs> <fucking fun>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I joke. I joke. I uh, kid, kid, I kid. kid. kid <laughs> um so we're gonna go through these all the all these movies starting from bo- bottle rocket all the way through till asteroid city which released a couple of weeks ago and we're gonna go through and share our thoughts on them uh, some of them we haven't all seen i did because i did the homework you're welcome um so oh, max fisher um
3: Xander, <laughs> some of us have a job you bum
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. wait i still nickname Wes Anderson then i've been working okay <laughs> wes we're calling you wes Anderson now
0: um so we're gonna go through these and share our thoughts and then i've I've got some stuff at the end as well Uh, but first up bottle rocket i think i'm the only one that's seen this yeah
4: Yeah. (laughs) okay sorry this wasn't
0: meant to be a flex okay so so bottle rocket was his first movie and it is so weird to see an unstylized wes anderson film because it's shot like just like a normal indie film Like, it's very cheap, but it's about a a couple of friends who... One of them starts off in a mental asylum, and he gets released. And the other one is kind of, like, trying to be kind of a gangster um, thief. And so then they try and plan these elaborate heists, and they never go very well for anyone. Um, And it's... Listen, it's low stakes. It's kind of cute. Uh, owen wilson and luke wilson are in it and james Kahn's in it as well um good performances from them but i i didn't see what other people saw i thought it was like a perfectly fine movie so i guess we won't spend too much time on this one
3: well i was just looking at it um now and i noticed that owen wilson also worked on the screenplay
0: yeah, he's. if you look at his early career, he actually wrote, co-wrote a lot of the early ones. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got writing credits, I believe, on the Royal Tenenbaums as well. And on the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou.
3: And Rushmore as well.
0: And Rushmore. And then um, Noah Baumbach has some writing credits on Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I think it's either the Darjeeling Limited or Moonrise Kingdom later on um Who's, so he's no, got yeah. he's got moonrise kingdom n- yeah no bomb back um he wrote madagascar three oh, no. and then oh. made and then made marriage story madagascar what
1: what a, what a couple jump of films from
3: that Mad- madagascar three and he, was such a good film <clears throat> joe shut up
1: madagascar was the <laughs> best yeah but it's a good film i'm sorry um, madagascar four sorry continue
0: he was married to Greta Gerwig, but now they still work together, so he's he's written Barbie as well. Oh, that's,
3: that's, that's kind of sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. That
0: um, we'll move on then to a film that we have definitely all seen, Rushmore from 1998. Yay. Starring Jason Schwartzman. Oh no,
1: do you guys not like this? No. This was weird. This was like, we we ordered the Chinese and I was more interested in the Chinese than the than what was on the telly. It was just like a Oh, yeah, but the, Chin- uh, the
3: Chinese takeaways in our area are really class. It was really good. It, was, <laughs> it was
1: literally just this little nerd, this simp, the ultimate simp, called Max Fisher, who's simping. Okay, maybe I am, but I do it. No, I, I do it terribly. Um, but he's simping over this his school teacher, who he's kind of fallen in love with, and he's like getting her. A, he wants to get a, a full size aquarium. He's he got the the Latin course reinstated because he learned that she likes Latin um and it's that and then i don't know it's, it's just really weird and it's a bit strange as well that it's just this 15 year old wants to you know be with this old woman
0: listen it's it's a high school crush but it's just we all had high school crushes on teachers like that's a thing yeah but e- everyone i never has it when did what up. he
2: did
1: yeah he, no, he kisses b- because her because he is... talks about like do you want a blow job and a hand job <laughs> So, like even joking she's... about it, mentioning it, it's really weird. <coughs> no,
0: she's. Tra- oh, in that horrible. scene, she's clearly trying to scare him. Hmm. To me. Be, to, to because then she says that. I don't and think he's that, like, would, that would
1: work in court. That would not work in court. <laughs> oh, I was trying to scare him by threatening a blowjob. Um, <laughs> hmm. Maybe not. <laughs> um, I think it's really
0: qu- quite cute and. It's just weird. It is weird. It's a weird movie, but that's. You could say that about literally any one of Wes Anderson's movies. They're they quirky. All
3: incredibly outlandish.
0: Yeah, and I I love the relationship between Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman, who plays Max Fisher. So Bill Murray's character, if you haven't seen it, is um, starts off as um, Jason Schwartzman's sort of mentor, but then becomes his his rival in love, which is it's really funny. It's a really silly concept and i think it's i think it's even funnier that they are both such similar people um and that by the end they do kind of reconcile that i th- i think it's a really sweet movie yeah it's got really great performances as well and um, i i love the idea that he keeps directing plays based on very violent movies
2: oh yeah that was great that that kid if he's in like if he's doing film that kid's going far because fucking hell
1: he's got <laughs> production the value on those plays <laughs> those plays were better than the film <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah i'd
2: love to see his plays
1: love to his place
3: plays uh, that's a bit
1: noncy it's a bit noncy
0: <laughs> who saw the royal tenenbaums
3: this is the one i saw half of
0: you're i, so I have not i'm afraid what were your impressions alex
3: um it was good it was just, just good i, I mean I'd, I'd happily watch the end of it i guess at some point um, <laughs> i know that Listen, ben Stiller's I, in it
1: so that ben must stiller is i
3: love ben stiller i love him
0: i,
1: I don't like ben stiller why? i does not like you zander oh that's great why? no i think
2: why
0: because I feel like he's, he tries to play like the lovable schmuck in most things and he's, he's really lovable. not good at that. Like Aww. in Night of the Museum, I just want to hit him. But hey. then hey. you watch him in Dodgeball or Tropic Thunder where he's being an arsehole. He's so good. He's so he's good. He's as Alex the Lion. And in this, he's also like... Is Alex the
1: Lion? Yes. Did you not know that was Alex the Lion?
2: I did not know. Do you know who voices oh the rest God. of them? no well right. so chris rock is the zebra
3: no
2: jada jada pinkett smith is the fucking hippo no which is why we're never gonna get a madagascar four oh <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna slap each other
1: and then and that then guy then from David friends is...
2: is the fucking giraffe and freaking sasha baron cohen is king julian Borat no, is no. king julian yeah it's got a weirdly did you good not know cast this? I don't know, bro. I just enjoyed the films and went on with
3: my day. I'm not a fucking. And then n-
1: I play Madagascar. Hey,
3: hey. I play Mort. Anyway, um, yeah, I could what? see that. But, why, live yeah, more. You, but,
0: why do you hate? Because no, whenever he plays like this lovable schmuck, I just don't believe it. He co- he, he looks. He kind of looks slimy, what and about I think in he Zoolander? works. He works better when he's not being himself. Like I think he's really good in dodgeball. Tropic Thunder, and in this, he's, he's gonna still like, much. he's still likable in this, mm-hmm. but he's like, not just that one narrow thing where it's like, oh, I'm trying to get my life together. <laughs> it's, it's not that. It feels very different, and I think he's really good in this. I can respect um, that. And I, I really, th- this is like the first time you sort of see the beginnings of the Wes Anderson, like, you know, big cast of wacky characters quirky characters that are sort of like like because there's quite a few of these that are like family orientated mm-hmm. um and this is you know obviously it's a huge film about a huge family um i think gene hackman's really good and i think his progression through the movie's really good and believable which is a problem i have with a film later on down the list um and i think i think when if paltrow's really good I think we all forget that Gwyneth Paltrow used to be a, a real actress Yeah. and not just turn up in the odd Marvel movie and make everyone look, uh, smell her vagina. Like, yeah. she's uh, she was actually really good in this. Please
1: say that's the clip for this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll
3: stick that up on Twitter.
0: <laughs> um, and, and it's heartbreaking at the end. The, I think the ending is heartbreaking. I've, I think it sort of... It has a problem that some of these... Some films around this era has for Wes Anderson is in that it's a little bit too long um but I think the the ending is nailed and I think there's sort of the middle section that sort of loses me a bit but I think it's a really solid movie and it's one that I would definitely revisit
3: how long is the
0: film I think it's like just under two hours Oh, wow. I think okay. it's an
1: hour 50 hour
0: 50 it's quite a good length but you see him, his films later on are all like hour and a half. an hour and a half, hour 40. And sometimes even an hour 50 isn't necessarily overly long, but it can feel long for the story. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like even a film that's an hour and a half can feel long yeah. mm-hmm. if, it's not, you know, if it's not necessary. Like this... Labyrinth,
1: which was god awful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was. Christ, <laughs> um,
0: like, like Bottle Rocket was about an hour and a half, and I felt like, you know, there's. I mean, it feels that went too long. Yeah. yeah, it was like yeah. the
3: Batman, That was like nearly 3 hours and I was just it just went so
0: quickly, you know. It just... was yeah, it, it that just happens. Um so yeah, The Royal Tenenbaums, if you haven't seen it, I, I think you guys would like it, so do go and check it out. It's uh it's a good time.
3: Gotcha. I will try and watch the rest of it.
0: Let's move on to I think probably his most divisive movie, which is uh from 2004, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou.
3: This is my feck <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is your feck <laughs> <laughs> my feck bro no, this your your and savor it this, <laughs> <You can understand. laughs> this is my
3: second favourite Wes Anderson film I think I, I rewatched it today just before the podcast and I fell in love with it all over again and I cannot understand the criticisms that Xander has against it
0: I have criticisms against it Ooh. Um, I, it was when, when I watched it this is the one that's too long this is, it's two hours and I'm like, this could be about half hour shorter this genuinely, it feels so long
3: what bits of it would you cut?
0: some part of the middle (laughs) maybe maybe some of the pirate stuff oh
3: no, the pirate stuff was the best you get to see Bill Murray run across a yacht with a Glock and start like (laughs) shooting at pirates in speedos yelling get off my boat
0: I I also think that this um, I think after, with time the movie has grown on me because mm-hmm. I I originally was like this is like a five out of ten but now I've I've thought about it more and the ending is so poignant the ending's beautiful of this beautiful movie
4: ending.
0: and I think it it's then since then become a, a six out of ten and over time I could see myself liking this more and more so I'm. I'm I'm okay with it being like low down at the moment because I don't think he's not made a bad movie. This isn't a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's just I think it has problems. It does have some world class line deliveries though, from specifically from Bill Murray. Yeah, he, he's it's... he's really good. Bill
1: Wait, Mar- Zander, Bill
3: Murray, and this is incredible.
1: Xander, by any chance, this does this film have world class line deliveries in it. Okay, yes,
0: I said that to you guys in the build up before this, Joe. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me. Just, I think I said to it to you I think I said it to you on the phone as well the other day. This is number three oh, <laughs> So The two. thing that I really like
3: about the Life Aquatic is it like especially the underwater scenes, they feel so surreal. And I yeah, wish they do. that the film had more underwater scenes. That is like my biggest gripe with it, I think. I would have loved to see more. I think the, the like all the animals being stop motion was incredible, um, and really, all the animals in the film except for Cody oh, the dog were all may- stop motion.
1: Maybe this is what kind of led to him doing Fantastic Mr. Fox and other dogs.
3: Xander has his hands up.
1: Um,
0: do you know who helped him create those animated sections? You guys are gonna who? love this. Who? Henry Selick, the man who made what? The Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. Oh, okay. Oh. he That's helped cool. wes anderson make those underwater I sections i want to watch this film now
1: just for that
3: no the underwater scenes are like uh, all the animals are all stop motion uh like at the beginning of the scene a little boy hands steve uh, a seahorse in a bag and it's just a still of the seahorse like wriggling around in this little plastic bag yeah and it's so beautiful and like the, the the crabs on the beach fighting each other and it one of them just <laughs> takes one of their claws and like scuttles off it's just so brilliant and it's obviously there's, this, the, there's the big finale of the scene, which you guys haven't... Of the, the film, sorry. Which uh, you guys haven't seen yet, so I won't necessarily yeah. spoil, but it's it's so beautiful.
0: It um, is, it is. Um, I think it's got a really great Owen Wilson performance. I mean, Owen Wilson is in nearly all of these. Mm. So like, it, it's bound to have him in somewhere. But I think he's, he's really good in this. His
3: character is so lovable. And also there is a it's big mystery... You know, as to whether he is or he isn't Steve's father in the film, like that. Steve's son.
0: Steve. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm so tired, right? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Go for it. There's a big question at the end of the film, which still isn't answered as to whether or not he is Steve's son. So it's it is really really interesting, just his character and his whole character development, especially his romance with Kate Blanchett's character. Uh, yeah. Which I think is really adorable.
0: I, um, I'll be, uh, Kate Blanchett's accent annoyed me mildly because it, it felt like it was some, sometimes slightly more British (laughs) in some scenes than it uh, was in others. I think there's, there's I think it's just one specific scene that I was like, this sounds more posh. (laughs) It sounds more British, but maybe it's because she hasn't, hadn't been on screen for a while. I don't know. I also think, sorry, Joe's got his hand up. We'll go to Joe.
1: No, no. When you were talking about Owen Wilson, you said he's in almost every film. When we were watching Rushmore, there's the there's a character that sounds just like Owen Wilson. I think it's like the the gym teacher or the 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 I don't know. There's some it's when they're outside and he Owen starts Wilson talking. Owen Wilson is
3: credited as being in that film.
1: So did they dub this character with Owen Wilson?
3: I'm not too sure. He is credited in the cast. I don't remember seeing huh. anything. Yeah. Unless
1: that was Owen Wilson and he just looked really different.
3: It wasn't Owen's. No. The dude's nose was straight.
1: Oh god. Aww. Don't listen! Don't listen to her! Don't listen to Owen Wilson. That's so rude. We're gonna have to kick you out of the filmian podcast now. His
3: nose is great. You've Owen Wilson is no longer a fan of this podcast now, guys. Yeah, because you
1: just you just you disrespect. Oh no! Oh please, I'm sorry.
2: Come back.
3: Uh, one thing I will say just before we move on is my favorite scene out of this entire film is when Jeff Goldblum hits a three-legged dog on the head, f- telling it to shut up, um, <laughs> and it's just such a... I, I cry I actually like physically cried every time I see that scene out of just laughter.
0: I I love the moment he gets shot. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's really great. He
3: and he's just it's funny because he's he's got blood like dripping all down him. He's holding the wound, but he's just like he's just trotting on. It's it's so yeah. funny.
0: Yeah, I think I think this one will get better with time for me. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to rewatch it in the future. Correct me if I'm um, wrong,
3: but I also think that this is like the first film that um, William Dafoe is in.
0: Yes, of his. I, it is. It is. Yeah. You you'll notice there's a lot of recurring cast members in um, in Wes Anderson films, really? and they're all re- they're all really like A-list yeah. actors.
2: I mean,
0: Astro City. What? I never two. knew that. Yeah. Like City
2: is when, like, all of them come together.
0: It's come like the together. Avengers of A-list actors. <laughs> um, I think my, my problem with Life Aquatic, though, mainly, is, A, the, the, the length. <laughs> and I think Bill Murray's character is just too awful for most of the movie. I think he, he th- there's a redemption there, but like it just I feel like it takes too long. He's still like not a great dude.
3: Um, the thing no, the thing with Steve's character I think though, just to counteract that really quickly is um, he's meant to be he's meant to be just an arsehole. like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and,
3: and I think that he does be he's he's an arsehole in a very good way. Like it's clear that like somehow he cares for his crew, but at the same time. You know, he's more worried about them losing the funding for their new expedition in order to find the creature.
0: Yeah, he has he has priorities. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um and Bill Murray's really good at that sort of Arseholery? Isn't that yes. just Bill Murray? What was that, sorry, someone?
2: Isn't that just how Bill Murray seems to be?
0: Yeah, in general, yeah.
2: I mean I'm sure he's lovely, but also I, 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 he's really good at playing a dick i might be scared Don't
3: really you... good
0: i think see that's it he's you notice that he does play slightly different characters because in the royal tenenbaums he's not he's not an asshole at all in that movie he's quite a sweet man that's just sort of tied up in all this family drama That's. and
1: he's a badger in fantastic mr fox
0: <laughs> and he's a badger that's a real challenge for
2: and him he's a dog in isle of dogs
1: yeah, he's a really
0: cute dog, but we'll get on to another cute dog. Uh, the next film is The Darjeeling
1: Limited. One <gasps> we've seen.
2: Brody, my beloved.
1: Oh, no. She I has a crush on Adrian, from Adrian I Brody. I think Joe he looks odd. An...
2: Joe thinks he looks odd. And I, think I looks
1: understand great. all her other crushes, but Adrian Brody. No,
2: I
3: respect He's them. an odd looking
1: man. I, I respect this crush. He's I in the penis, I, so, like, he's like, it's really weird.
0: Pe- sorry, he's in the penis. The
1: in the pianist. Right, okay. It just
0: sounded like you said he's in the penis. He's yeah. in the penis. That's what you let it here first.
2: This is
1: what's going on Twitter, fellas. Adrian <laughs> um, Brody is in the penis. I mean, to be honest, all three
2: <laughs> of them in the drawing limited, they're all just good looking in a very weird way. I it's agree. A, it's yeah. a very
1: good comfort film. It's it just is. three blokes on a train going on an adventure to see their mum. I liked it. Yeah. Can't relate. <laughs> so, um,
0: <laughs> so, so get a mum uh, then.
2: Yeah, I lost
3: my dad, and I just got a new one recently, so... <laughs> it's
0: quite easy. Um, I, I think this one started off really slow, and I was a little bit worried that this might be the first one that I didn't like. But then, the longer it went on, the more I loved it. Yeah. It's, I, love I, the... I loved all
1: the little character quirks i love there's a scene at the beginning that i really laughed at when owen wilson's ordering every, every for everyone like oh do you want the fish you want the fish oh, do you want the chicken you get the chicken and then i think it's adrian Brody takes him aside and like don't do that again and the next time that they order he does the exact same thing and orders for everyone and i just i found that really funny
0: <laughs> yeah he, he well that's it he says he says um I'm i'm not gonna order for you but you want this right and he's like yes i do want that <laughs> It's just great. Um, but that, then that 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 pays off later because you meet their mom and he's just yeah. he's their mum. like it's mm-hmm. really it's the exact cute. Same.
1: Yeah. W- w- um, when you say about the the pacing of like it starts off slow and ends nicely, I'd I'd say it's the reverse. I felt like the ending could have ended a bit sooner. I was like, okay, it, 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 it's still going. Not that I minded, but I think you know you could have cut. Maybe three three minutes off of that. Three or five minutes.
2: Three minutes is oddly specific.
0: No, I, I get you though. I totally understand you.
1: No, because there's like even like, for example, the film Joker. That film could have ended a lot sooner. And then you've got the whole ending of him just running down the corridor from side to side. You don't need that. You have to know when to stop a film. Because otherwise it just keeps on going. Return of the King. You, no! You no! Need- and that's fine. That one's fine. That you need to know when to stop,
2: because
1: otherwise you've got you've got a person that checks their watch, or in the modern day, their phone. So, you know. But Absolutely I enjoyed like... the film. I enjoyed the film. It was fun, and I love Owen Wilson. And he said, "Wow." So.
2: And you started to see like wow. more of the Wes Andersonisms, like the. Yes. It looked more like it.
0: It did, yeah. Oh so, yeah.
2: Um,
0: and I I was um. I, I was thinking about this having because I watched all these in order of release and you can sort of see how how the progression comes through and I don't think anything actually fully like looks properly like a what you if you say a Wes Anderson film what you probably immediately think of is something that it, it doesn't start until Fantastic Mr Fox because then after that everything is sort of more precise and visually pleasing as i said at the start um and you see sort of the beginnings of that in this and in life aquatic go on alex
3: this is uh, this is something i do enjoy about wes anderson compared to other kind of i don't want to say gimmick directors but like if you watch the film you know it's them like quentin tarantino yeah. for example with wes anderson we've seen his like evolution and it's getting better like yeah. it's getting so much better but then you look at Quentin tarantino, who's been going on, and what was his most recent film? It was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, wasn't it? That yeah. was such a bad film. It was really abysmal. It was two hours of montages, and then a fight scene at the end. I skipped to the fight scene. The The entire film was so boring. Like, It just bored me out of my mind, but that's like a... Xander's looking at me really terribly right now. But, you see some directors that evolve with their style, they do it really, really terribly but thankfully you know wes anderson's going in the best direction possible
0: i think we're gonna have to do a hot takes episode with with alex Ooh, can we do cause... a hot takes
3: episode i have a yeah, lot
0: absolutely you have the most hot takes Thank you. i i i actually think tarantino's like I, I think once upon a time in hollywood is one of his best that's
3: a that's abysmal we're, we're gonna do
2: a hot takes He's episode.
3: i haven't seen it, it so it must fuck. be bad
2: he just okay. is. I'm sorry, Pulp Fiction is the most overrated fucking film after The Godfather of the fucking scene. I've never seen Pulp Fiction, to be honest with it you.
4: It's shit. to say, Xander, do you
1: remember at the beginning of like this, this revival of the podcast when we were like, let's have three F-words oh, yeah. per person <laughs> per episode?
2: I ruined that because <laughs> I, I end every sentence with a swear word, I think. Whoops,
0: sorry. It's fine. No,
1: no, I'd say keep going.
2: Okay. Yeah. I keep fucking going if I want to keep fucking going. Get worse. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah. Okay, ble- I bleeped the c word in the last one, so we be, be consistent film, with that.
3: This film is definitely the beginning of um, also his style, and it's and obviously as we go forward, it only goes on. It's onwards and upwards, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I um, yeah. I really like the the bond that the. Three brothers. Oh so, yeah, that's
2: one of the best things
0: about it. Yeah, they they really come together mm. by the end, and it's really beautiful. It's really
2: sweet.
0: Um, yeah, I love I, I love all the scenes. I mean, most of it's on the train, but I love all the scenes on the train. I love how as well, the movie just like it takes a bee halfway through, like, and has this really tragic moment that has that comes out of literally nowhere, and it affects them all so differently. Oh yeah, and. And I think I think it's interesting as well going through all of these films how each one of them deals with grief. Do
2: you know the? Because do you know the scene with the on. feathers? They're in the feathers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was watching that and I thought, oh, does the feathers keep like? And Joe thought I made a good point when I said it. He said like, oh, do the feathers kind of like show where they are in? I think probably dealing with their dad's death. because like Jason yeah. Schwartzman's character lets it go. Um. Yeah. Owen Wilson's buries it and Adrian Brody just holds on to it and I thought oh that's are they is that how they're dealing with the death and then Joe said oh that's a really good point I'm like mm, thank you very much but that's like exactly it's what such it is, a yeah. simple and like subtle scene but I'm just like I love
0: it. I I, like I like didn't think about it like, like that, that but
1: that. you when you put po- when you point it out it seems obvious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's, a, that's a really great spot to on. That's yeah, the, the, I think this movie as well, it, like Joe said, it's a comfort movie. Yeah. I, I could see myself putting this on on a Sunday afternoon and be like, oh, this is... I love these yeah. guys. I
1: th- I think maybe it is a bit too long. Like, I think uh, only so you, by uh, a few minutes. Yeah, only by a few minutes. Only by three. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I really loved it. Um. The stuff with the snake, that was funny, and the pepper spray. <laughs> Um, yeah. Little little, little little fact: um, the girl on the train, who's called Rita, she's in Doctor Who, who also plays a character called Rita. <laughs> and I thought, oh, she she has a for playing in, characters called wait, Rita. The hotel. Is that... she was in the God yeah, Complex? God
0: yeah. Complex. Yeah.
1: Mhm. And Centrinians okay. And Centrinians. Ah. Oh! <laughs> Actually, weren't we simping over her when we, when we watched that?
2: Centrinians? Yeah, you were.
1: Yeah, We were all like, oh my god, she is, su- she is amazing.
2: Yeah. To be honest, I think while watching Centrinians, we simped over everyone. I love
3: Centrinians. Yeah. Cent- Centrinians is such a peak.
0: Does anyone have any final thoughts on um, what, what were we watching? <laughs> the Darjeeling Limited before
1: we move on.
2: Very cute film with Adrian Brody being really fucking hot.
1: We we got we got cameos from Nicole Kidman. No, we didn't. And
2: Natalie Portman. <laughs> we did. One?
0: Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. That I was, saw that, Natalie Portman. That was
2: funny that she's just there for like that <laughs> thing, and it's like, okay, Nicole
0: Kidman. Um, and also, she's bald because she shaved her head for Eva for Vendetta. Ah, oh, oh,
2: that,
0: that makes
1: sense. sense. Also, a good film. Uh yeah. Not by Wes Anderson, though. Um, but. We also, yeah, it was also Bill Murray in it for, like, two scenes.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's a really great moment at the start because we're following Bill Murray trying to follow his train and he misses it and we're like, oh, he's about to get on this train and he's our main character. And then Adrian Brody runs past him and gets off. Yeah, on.
1: runs past him, Siwan.
0: I looked down. You,
1: you turned to me I was like, how did Adrian Brody get no, in wait, front wait, wait, of him? I was for like, context, oh, because he ran past him.
2: For context, I was eating a cake and I looked down to get the slice of cake. Apparently the cake
1: took importance over the dodgy Ling Limited. <laughs> I you heard it, it here cake. first.
2: I didn't want to get um, too big of a piece.
0: Let's move on to Joe's favourite it's fantastic, Mister Fox, it's based shit. on the Roald Dahl novel. Um, no,
1: it's not. From it's not it's, not. it's not. It's not.
2: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just wanted to rile up Joe.
1: This 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 film <laughs> is a literal work of art. I remember watching it when I think my my dad's sister. Uh, what's that relation called? Aunt. Auntie. I think my auntie. Oh, sorry,
0: bought, aunt. Aunt.
1: I think my auntie bought it aunt. for the family. Oh, it's my like arm! Do you Christmas. want me to
0: say it in Welsh?
2: <laughs> yes, please. Auntie.
1: <laughs> I think my auntie oh, it's just the same uh, bought thing. it. But, did I say it wrong?
2: No, I just said the same this thing. This episode has derailed so much. <laughs> it really
0: like has. the
1: Darjeeling Limited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that's a train. How'd the
2: train get lost? Um,
1: I'm
2: sorry. I th- I should have brought that up when we were walk- talking about it. I just wanted to talk about my auntie. Sorry. Brain. Keep going about um,
1: your auntie. So the, So basically, I uh, the, my my auntie. Bought it for the family as a Christmas present. And uh, I heard at the time that it was really weird. And apparently Roald Dahl would turn in his grave. So I watched it and I thought, pretty good. And then I don't know at what point I realized this was one of the best films ever made. If not the best. I don't know what point. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, it's alright. When did this happen? But it is... How did this happen? Um, That's a Ratatouille reference. But um, it was it's such a lovely film. Every frame is a painting... Um, it's so wonderfully crafted, like, you could pause that film and just appreciate the work that's gone into each frame, um, I don't I know, it's, again, a comfort film, where Anderson is good at these. I had it's a just...
3: similar feeling with that film, I watched it, and the first time I watched it, I was like, that's pretty good, and mm. then I came here from it, and then a few years later, I rewatched it and went, holy shit, this is my favourite film ever, so it's, I don't know really... whether we just didn't appreciate it when we watched it the first time, or...
1: Yeah, it's such a, a warm and cosy film as well, because you've got... I think this is the one where, like, the Wes Anderson colours, colour palette comes into it. Yeah. Because you've got these these oranges taking pride of place. Um, but I, I don't know a lot about the the book by Roald Dahl. I don't know how accurate it is to it, but I don't care, because it's a really good film. It's It looks really nice. I think everyone involved should be incredibly proud of themselves. Um the pu- I saw the funny. I saw the fox puppet in person and it was it was beautiful. Like I was like, Mum, Dad, can you take a picture of me with it please? And there was, there was a good chunk of photos of me standing next to it. Um I don't know, it's wonderful. I could throw it on at any time, but it's only an hour and twenty something minutes. It's so it's easy to long. just watch. Um yeah, I love it. And I've got the you know, I love it so much I've got the Criterion uh Blu ray of it, which has an amazing cover.
3: I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody say a bad word against the film.
1: No. I think some people said um, it was weird at the time. Because there, there there are some weird moments of, like, uh, Mr. Fox just smiling. Like, oh, and I when the, the models just glow. Um, but Th- that, I, I that's love that great. Weirdness. That's so
0: great. Thing, like, see, this is one thing that these that, that Wes Anderson can do in animation. It's make these just weird, surrealist moments... And they just, everyone can get on board with it because it's like, yeah, no, it's it's animation. He like, adju- you can do this in like this.
3: There's a lot of scenes actually in Fantastic Mr. Fox which I reckon, ne- well not scenes necessarily, sorry, but like techniques such as the spotlights and the weird little growls and the smiles and stuff which I see in some of his live action film- films as well, especially the French Dispatch and I will mention the part um, that I'm talking about when we speak about it later on because it's one of my favourite sections of the film. But He's able to do these, like, tricks that he normally does in these stop-motion bits, also in live-action as well. And I think that kind hmm. of just puts more, you know, um, I think that just confirms more so how talented he is as a director.
1: I, I think his directing is perfect for stop-motion. Like, I, as I said before, maybe, I haven't seen the, the Steve so, but that was perhaps a test or, like, a he did it and was like, oh, I want to do a full thing of that um, probably yeah no, it looks you really can definitely nice. what, see
3: that it's the early works of Fantastic Mr Fox style animation there
1: yeah, yeah. but what is a cool detail is that um, to have the, the lines feel natural you'd have George Clooney recording in a field or like when they're on a bike you'd have George Clooney on a bike and they'd be shaking it in a field just to get that naturalism
0: Amazing Um, casting because George Clooney is so charismatic and you believe every word he says.
1: I love him as Mr. Fox. Like, oh, the whole cast, you've got Kylie. I love Kylie. Um, The little guy who's, like, found minnows under the sink. Um, It's very quotable. Every time I hear the number nine, not only do I think of inside number nine, but I think of um, the whack bat scene where they're like, divide that by nine, please. I always say that out loud. I don't think anyone gets it. But I will always say it. It's oh, I love it, and I, I wish I could do the the, the cool sign that Mr. Fox does, but I cannot whistle. So it's depressing.
4: That's not gonna pick. I up
0: love the line. um the the fact that the song it because because that song is from the book. Um, the the song is sort of used in part of, as part of the score.
1: Ooh. especially during the ending, because it's, it, so,
0: it's quite intense as well. So um, the, but I really
1: like the score by. I, I don't want to mispronounce it, is it Alexander Desplat? There's a T at the end, I think I think I don't know how to pronounce it, but um it I if I'm on the train on my way home or anything, I will put that score on because it's such a lovely score to just calm you down and make you feel happy. Um as you say with the Boggy's Bunsen Beam theme, that comes into like when when they're throwing the pine cones and you know, everything's being set on fire you've got the singing of the children with that, and then you've got, like, the main theme, and combining them together sounds so cool. Like, I get chills when I watch it. I'm getting chills it's, just
3: so about It's magical.
1: I want to listen to the soundtrack after this, but it's a magical... Can we watch that tonight, Siwan, please? It's a magical film, though. It's, it's beautiful, and if you haven't watched it, do yourself a favour, because it will probably go to the top of your film list.
3: No, tonight you're watching Life Aquatic. That's what you're
1: watching tonight. And that. And that. Um... Siwan, do you have anything to say yeah, about it? Sorry, does anyone <laughs> else want to
2: talk about it? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a very good film. Yeah, looks pretty. <laughs> um, yeah. I I I don't know what else to say other than what everybody else has said. It's you know it is. I don't remember the first time I watched. It. I think I did watch it when I was a kid, obviously. Um, but then we watched it a few months ago, and I thought, okay, yeah, that is a pretty good film. Damn it. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I get why Joe thinks it's... And Alex, why it's as good as they say. Yeah. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, I, I actually didn't watch it for the first time until a few years ago. Uh, so I was already sort of a film geek, and I was like, I should probably watch this. And so I, I checked it out and was like, this is, yeah, as incredible as everyone says. Um, I watched it again last night, and... I, I don't think it's quite as good as I remember. It's still very good. It's still very high tier. But I think I think it's a very solid 9 out of 10.
1: Um, oh, I didn't give it a rating. Yeah. yeah, sorry, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to give it a rating. I think you know yeah, um, I'm going to give it. Yeah, um, and we'll we'll probably be
0: talking about it again quite soon in an upcoming episode. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
1: Oh, um, huh? yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Just quickly on a personal note. Um, this film is such a calming film. If ever I'm, like, really anxious, this is the perfect film to put on. I'll just, like, sit in my bed, put it on. I'll be like, oh, I can relax. Like, I was in second year of uni. Uh, I was about to go for my jab for COVID. Um, and I was absolutely terrified. But let's go. But let's go. Sorry. Uh, I was terrified, because last time I had a jab, I fainted. And I was sick everywhere. So, I was like, ah, I need to be calmed down. I'll put this film on. So, it's... It, it's a nice, calming film, and I'd say that about a lot of Wes Anderson films. That, like the Darjeeling, um Limited, that 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 works the same way probably. But this one it's works so more because It's so easy this to just favorite.
3: switch off and watch them.
0: It's yeah, very I, easy. Yeah, I I have that relationship with another one of the films later on, uh, but we will get to it. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts on Fantastic Mr. Fox before we move on?
4: It's a art
0: then let's move on i like like i said uh, i i think um th- this is really the start of you see the style in its fullest form of every frame is a painting and um the the fact that like everything looks so symmetrical and everything is quite visually pleasing um so we see the real beginnings of what well, we f- see the full force of that in fantastic mr fox and then from here on out everything sort of you see a brand develop for Wes Anderson, uh which is which is really great. Um and his next movie after that was uh three years later, uh, Moonrise Kingdom in twenty twelve. Just me. No um, I've seen it, I've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen Moonrise Kingdom. Cool. Um I really liked this. I was so I went to bed last night, I've just finished Fantastic Mr. Fox and I was genuinely excited to watch this because I thought because I hadn't seen this before. I hadn't seen much from it. And I thought, if this is how I think this is going, like Fantastic Mr. Fox is, like, this this style of filmmaking, the next one is going to be that in live action. I'm very, very excited. And I was not disappointed. Because it's, it's exactly what he is doing now, but just you know, <coughs> 10 years ago. Um, I think it's got a really great, uh, great central performances from... Um, what's his face bruce willis and edward norton it's it's a shame that bruce willis never really worked with him again because he's he's quite fun in this
3: no but i do get what you mean it's nice to see it would be nice to see bruce willis in more kind of not weird roles w- weird roles not just being shoved into an action movie and being like yeah, I'm bruce course. willis and i shoot a gun you know
0: yeah exactly exactly i get what you mean um Ed- edward norton's great in this this is uh the start of his relationship with um wes anderson so he's in every film from here on out which is really great because uh, edward norton's such a weird act he's so weird he's, he's a weird a guy. guy he's such a funny little guy
1: he's really close to sounding like ben shapiro his <laughs> no, voice not. Not, not his beliefs no, not. but his voice
3: no he's not <laughs> no no, I don't know where you were getting
1: that from. I don't know. I'm just thinking of Edward Norton's voice. It's like, um, I'm just thinking of that. Um,
0: Probably nothing like that. But yeah, th- this follows um a a boy scout who meets a girl. They're bo- they're both like what 12 years old or something. There and they you. fall in love and decide to run away from either their the scout leaders and their home. <gasps> Dog. Um, and it's really sweet it's it's really cute and they're just they're just desperately in love with each other and they've got like a proper wes anderson relationship um it's it's very cute
1: i i I think it's a bit weird i think it's a bit weird
0: of course you do is it because it's about 12 year olds being in love, Joe? Yeah, I Because that, that's, that. that's not weird. That's not weird. It's only Joe. weird if you think about it in a weird way. It's not weird unless no, you start thinking about it really. sexually. It's weird. You know? Really, it's you, Joe. You're the weird. One
3: it's me. not weird, and Joe. It's only weird if you start thinking about it sexually, you
0: nonce. Know I'm not. Yeah. 12, 12 year olds fall in love. That happens. That
3: happens. Joe. Shame. Yeah, Sorry it never happened to you.
1: It still hasn't. <laughs> oh.
3: It does look a very sweet film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying
0: to bring it back. <laughs> i trying to bring it back. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I think it's really sweet and, and earnest, which is mm. kind of hard to come by. A lot of the um,
3: romances that Wes Anderson does are all really sweet. I don't know, even yeah, it's no. like a small little romance, like in *Life Aquatic* with Owen Wilson's character. I just thought that was really sweet and cute.
0: Yeah, and um, what other romances are there? There's the um, there's
3: *Entirety of Fantastic Mr. Fox* and, and *Entirety of Fantastic
0: Mr. Fox*. Um, the entirety of *Rushmore*. Yep. Um, there's there's a really cute relationship in *Bottle Rocket*. Royal Tenenbaums, Gwyneth Paltrow and Luke Wilson. Grand Budapest Hotel um, with um, Budapest Hotel. The Isle of Dogs one. has that. Oh yeah. Um, the French Dispatch has that in moments, and Asteroid City has that as well. Like he's, yeah, I I really like his take on like the idea of love. I I think he's I think it's really cute. Um, and it's done really well here. Um, and the movie looks really pretty. It's a lot of greens. And blues because it's all mostly set in the wilderness, and yeah, Uh, uh, there's not much really to say about it because there's not. It's very bare bones because you know there's that's what most of these movies are. They're they're bare bones plots, and then you've got these wacky characters you put in there, and they're they make the story. Mm. Um, It's yeah, go on, Joe.
1: I was say I think first time I saw this was when it premiered on Film Four. So I remember there was like a mini documentary beforehand, and I think my my mum or dad came in the room and, and saw a bit of it, and they were like, "Joe, is this is this by the same guy who did Fantastic Mr. Fox?" Because it it has that recognisable style. It was like yeah. the the camera that moves on a on a on a pin. I don't know how to describe it. Like ninety degrees. Yeah, I'm, ter- yeah. I'm ter- describing that terribly. Um, and then you have like characters off to one side or completely central. Um yeah he has that style and it continues into this movie and it's good
0: Absolutely it is good I th- I think you guys would like it if you watched it so um Yeah, yeah go, go check it out Yeah um Do it's actually we um so what I did before the um before the episode I gathered all the movies and um ranked them based on all of their various scores on various websites um, and got an average score for them all, which is what we normally do for the tournaments. Um, and Moonrise Kingdom is actually, according to all these websites and all these different scores, it's actually the second highest rated movie of his career. Um, which I'm I'm a little bit surprised about. I, th- I would have thought this was, um, this would have been like middle of the pack for him, but no, it's, people really liked this one. And I mean, fair enough, it's a really good movie. Um, let's move on to, the next one then. His only ever Best Picture nominee at the Oscars. Um, it is 2014's The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yay! And we've all definitely seen this one. Yeah. It's, it's best
3: my favourite one. It's it the best one.
2: Easily the best.
3: It's perfect.
1: It Please is continue. Good.
3: So the premise of the film, for starters, is brilliant. That they. The, the, there's a rich woman who dies And who's played by Tilda Swinton Who I absolutely adore um, And it shows a gentleman Who works at the Grand People's Press Hotel Who is basically stealing a painting That is said to be in his name After the after she dies And It follows her ex-family members Or, or along those lines Trying to get the painting back Or, or basically just kill him um, With William Dafoe being an amazing murderer hmm. and it has one of the funniest scenes in any Wes Anderson film where he gets on his little skis and he zips down a mountain <laughs> and it is, incredible. Peak. It is peak. incredible and also this film introduced me to Tony Revolori. didn't yeah, that.
0: Tony Revolori, yeah, we I love, love
3: him. him he's one of my favourite actors he's so wonderful, he's, he's perfect in this film and then also in the French Dispatch I adored him in the French Dispatch as well um, I, I just cannot
1: remember him in that film
3: don't you worry
0: He's a very minor role He's a
3: very small role, yeah um, He plays a young uh, criminal But I'll tell you about that in a bit That's for later The The cast again is just brilliant You've got Jeff Goldblum You've got like a load of other big roles Playing all these incredible characters Bill Murray's in it That's a shock Owen Wilson's in it That's a shock Adrian Boddy's in it That's shock. a shock
0: Jason Schwartzman's in shock. it Jason Schwartzman's. That's, a, That's a, shock. a shock
3: Edward Norton's in it shock. That's a shock but it doesn't matter because Do- it's it's just perfect it's just a perfect Do- funny little film
1: does Wes Anderson because i just thought about this does he make a cameo in it because I know Fantastic Mr. Fox he voices the it's either the the estate agent guy who's like a, I think he's a rat or he's something yeah I think so yeah yeah I think he voices him so going forward from that does he pop up in each film let me see
3: i don't think so i don't recognize him i don't i I can understand him
1: being in the the stop-motion ones because you don't see his face yeah but i don't know about the others
3: not i'm having a really quick google search but no i can't see anything
0: yeah no i i didn't spot him
3: but didn't you watch it for the first time recently zander
0: Oh no, no. This was the this was his first film that I saw. Oh, was it? Yeah, I remember back back in the days of watching um we had Virgin Media TV and we'd uh, you know like you go on the movies bit and you could like rent a movie on yeah. there. And we'd like oh guys we get the family together like guys it's movie night we're going to pick a film on here and the advert for this was on loop. <laughs> and we never picked it. And there was one night I was on my own. I said to my mum, "Listen, can I rent a movie tonight she'd gone out and it was just me and she said yeah go for it so i i put this on and watched it i was like this is like nothing i've ever seen before in my life
3: it's so funny it's such Um,
0: a funny little film it's it's by far his most popular one and it is the highest rated one uh, with an average rating um across all these different metrics of 86 which is pretty solid really the half
1: the half of it that i watched last night was very good (laughs) I have seen it before. I've seen it okay, before. Okay, okay. But He'll the half it. of it I rewatched last night was very funny and very good and very very nice looking.
2: The entire Yeah, thing. Can we get Jude
1: Law in this one. Can we get Jude Law. Yeah. Sorry?
2: The entire thing just looks beautiful. There's like you can just screenshot every frame and it's all just visually pleasing, great to see all of it.
0: Yeah. And it's um it, it's, it's funny how it plays with narrative as well because it's the, the film is being narrated by f mary abraham who's a older version of Z- tony revelore's character yeah. but then that's being that story is being told by mm-hmm. an old jude law but that story is actually being read by someone sitting in a park yeah. yeah so it's like multi-layers and it's only until you get to the end where you're like oh right we're we're in this girl's head was reading this book where this guy is telling a story about how this guy told him a story about this crazy caper he had. I didn't get boss. that bit.
1: I didn't understand that bit. Yeah,
2: you went to
3: bed. What do you mean? What do you mean? I, what, what I do will you admit understand? I got you really tired Joe? last
1: night and I had to go up before the movie ended. I re- oh. I never do that. So my eyes were boss, closing.
3: The boss boy Zero yeah. He it, an older version of him is telling it to this author who writes a book about it. Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law. Mm-hmm. And then we are seeing it through the perspective of the girl who of a girl who is reading the book that Jude Law wrote.
2: Do you know there's a girl at the beginning who goes to like a little park? Yeah. Huh.
3: We're reading it through her eyes, technically.
2: She's got a heck of an imagination.
1: Uh. Yeah, she, Wait, she so like the stuff, with, the stuff <laughs> with Jude Law. This is not complicated, Joe. This is not complicated. So the stuff with Jude Law.
3: He wrote the book.
1: But is she reading. Yes.
3: She's reading his book.
1: She's reading the Grand Budapest, the, the, the main story. She, yes. She's reading Jude Law's book.
3: What, he... So she's reading
1: the story that he's telling.
3: No. She is she... reading the story that he listened to from an older version of Zero.
1: Yeah, so the book that Jude Law published.
3: Yes. Yeah, it is Zero's story that Zero told
1: him. Which is what she's reading. Yes. 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 Okay. And it's her... This is her, <laughs> how she pictures that story, though. Yes. yes. Joe, I'm going to punch you. The more I'm questions punch you ask, you. the
0: worse it gets. Just
1: yes, just yes. No, I'm just trying to understand just it. Just yes, Joe, yes. Yes, yes.
3: You're yes, a Doctor yes. Who fan. How is this confusing to you?
1: Oh, I don't... I There are some Doctor Who things I've only just understood so i'm not the smartest tool in the shed but you know anyway everyone
4: i'm getting
2: anyway ray fines is great in this ray
1: fines
0: really Mm. great i I think ray fines might be my favorite lead character fuck yeah in a i will will back in a Wes anderson film because he's great he's so noble and he and he gets and he has those moments where he he lowers himself. He gets angry. Feels these emotions, and then keeps himself in check. And Brings himself back, and apologizes. And it's a re- its just really grown up. Yeah. Um, so I—I I re- I really like his his mannerisms. His the way he swears is wonderful. Oh, he's
3: so brilliant!
0: I forgot to say my favorite part about Fantastic Mr. Fox is that everyone says the word cuss instead. Oh of swear. yeah! <laughs> I, I, remember- <sighs> this, I remember this. cuss like it, it's great. Sorry back to grand budapest because um i think fantastic mr fox is like the only film where no one swears
4: i mean because even sense, in isle I of dogs
0: we get we get we get swears in isle of dogs mm. um but anyway grand budapest um yeah really great yeah. just i think it's deserving of its best picture nomination and it's probably is his magnum opus I hope we get another film as good as this, but Please. I I can't see it happening.
1: If we don't, we always have the Grand Budapest.
0: We always have the Grand Budapest.
1: We'll always um, have Madagascar.
0: Sure. Not <laughs> not um, d- Alex, do you want to talk more about this, or uh, d- anyone else like
1: just perfection? Um, Jeff Goldblum's fingers are cut off in a. Dream. That's so good. good. Funny that's so so funny funny.
0: um well we've been talking about the the evolution of um wes anderson as a director but we should probably talk about the cinematographer who's been with him in every film apart from his animated ones and that's robert yeoman
4: true yeah
0: who was um yeoman yeoman Yeoman. yeoman 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 anyway um so he's directed every single one not directed sorry um been the director of photography on every single one of these non-animated movies and the way he's developed his skills as well to make sure everything is perfect for wes anderson's vision is fantastic so he deserves i think he deserves just as much credit um which is um yeah that's my piece on him Shall we just move on then sure so we were talking about comfort movies and mine is this next one, Isle of Dogs from 2018.
3: This film got a lot of shit. What? A lot of people that I know at least said that they hated this film.
0: I've Why? not seen the best reviews. The only reviews I've seen have been like, it's alright. <clears> Which I like, think
3: is not fair. I guess it's a wonderful film.
0: It is.
1: I, I it's think such a when good I, story. I think when I first watched it, because this was what I thought would be my last purchase from HMV. Do you remember when the when it was closing for a bit? Oh, it's I had closes a voucher and this was the last film I thought I was going to get. It closes every um, year. But I, I watched it and I thought, maybe it's because I, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox and nothing was going to compare to that. But I watched it originally and I was like, it's alright. And then I watched it the other day with Yusuan and it again, it's such a comfort film. I think it's a teensy bit too long again but i can only actually, by a tiny I will, amount
3: i will actually agree with you I, I normally don't like the 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 issues of length of films i normally disagree all the time but no i, I will agree with you on this i feel like the the beginning had a bit too many it, it felt like the beginning went on for so long and then the end was so quick
1: yeah the like, there were lots kind of like title cards and yes like, Stylized scenes when it's just like, okay, let's crack on with the plot. Let's get the Mm -hmm. dog to the island. Also, what's really cool is, I didn't realise this, but on the box reviews, uh, the film's Isle of Dogs, it sounds like you're saying I love dogs. Which is the point. Which I think is so sweet. I mean, I'm not a dog person, but this film, this film is doing good in making me like them. Because Bill Murray's dog looks so adorable. Yeah. I swear. He's just, He's so cute all the dogs
0: are adorable in this all the dogs are adorable. i'd
1: love to like have, like like with the fantastic mr fox puppet i'd love to see all the dogs in like person if they ever did like a museum or something like that i'd love to see the physical yeah. puppets
0: um i i love this movie a lot but this is my ill rainy day movie like this is your this is my fantastic mr fox show
1: Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um
0: i i yeah there's just something about this and I, I love the way the little uh, the little boy says biscuit
3: dog
0: it's so <gasps> cute yes. that's cute, so cute. Amazing. The, film's, the film's quite violent as well it is the film's very it's violent. very
3: very violent
0: very violent and it feels like a animated film of a long gone era of like in the 80s when you'd have like well it's animated so it must be fine and we'll show it to all the kids and it's just like no like water ship down it's like gory as anything it's like oh my god this haunting (laughs) Uh, um so i'm surprised it got passed as pg now with now with nowadays anyway this is this is definitely a pg but like especially with all the
3: dogs with all the mutilations and the experiments
0: yeah like i'd 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 have thought that people would have been like yeah no this is too bad um, I love all the um, all the voice actors. I think. Um, oh, I love Tilda Swinton in this. Oh my God, the little dog,
3: the Oracle dog, and he's the an an dog that watch watches she TV. TV. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. It's
2: so laughs>
0: funny, amazing. Um, and this is the first turn for Brian Cranston in one of these. I movies. loved
2: Aww. his character, Chief. I want Chief. Chief was really
0: great um i I also love how they um seemingly kill off half of the main characters about halfway through the movie oh yeah that's awful (laughs) that's incredible it's like oh my god they did that they did they're fine they are fine um yeah no just really good stuff and i also love how anytime there's a little fight they go into like a looney tunes little ball of dust with like arms and legs kicking out that's amazing that
3: must have been so fun to animate That must have been so yeah
0: um i like the mystery back back in japan as well how they're trying to figure out like what's going on and the scene of the um the chef making the sushi
1: oh that's so satisfying satisfying.
0: incredible piece of animation that just that looks
1: incredible you kind of have a i think wes anderson likes satisfying food scenes because you've got the one in grand budapest in the prison where they're cutting the bread and and stuff and the like that, and the cheese. Oh, and when when they get the when they get cheese. the cakes. Oh my god!
0: When they get the cakes in as well, yeah. And they and they all like, Ooh. And like that's great. Um. Yeah, I I really really like this movie. It, it it feels like a hard sell to people who aren't like film fans or or know Wes Anderson stuff. But I just I th- I, the Japanese setting is fantastic. It. Paves a lot of way for a lot of uh, really beautiful artwork. Um, Scholar
3: Johansson as uh, Nutmeg was really good.
0: Really good. And she's a. she's at, actually like a similar role to what she has in Asteroid City. Oh, is it? Yeah, quite similar, which I, I appreciate because I like that character. So, mm. yeah, why not sort of do it again? <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Um, do the wrong. <laughs> do the wrong. I love
3: you, Daddy. I think that's a, a reason as to why it, it got, like, kind of... Not negative reviews, necessarily, but nowhere near as positive as his other films. I think because of, like... People kind of went into it being like, oh, it's going to be, like, another Fantastic Mr. Fox. And then it wasn't. And then people kind of got upset about that. Possibly. I think
1: it, it sort of just proves that people um, are flawed and can be wrong.
0: Yes. You, you, you say all this, but Fantastic Mr. Fox is the third... Uh, tied third for um, in this little ranking I've got here it's tied third with Rushmore with an average score of 83.83 whereas Isle of Dogs is fifth and that has an average score of 82.5 I'm sorry who so, ranked
1: who ranked fantastic <laughs> mr fox with rushmore
0: <laughs> I no no one did specifically joe I've tried to explain this many times this
1: is stupid
0: this is this is based You're on stupid. six different oh, scores
1: no.
3: It's the, it's the overall well, these... average, didn't you say?
1: Yeah, it's the overall average. The average is wrong because those are not on the same level. Is that those what you films. say to
3: women to make yourself feel good? Ah <laughs> Zinger! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, outside <Jo>, <laughs>
3: Let's, maybe let's not continue. then maybe not necessarily then with like actual reviews but like at least when people i've spoken to that's what like they've said they've yeah said, m- like, most people have been like i thought it was like... gonna be a funny little fantastic mr fox kind of like similar and i'm like no it's yeah. it's arguably just as good i mean it is just as good um i think i would rather watch yeah. Island dogs right now than fantastic mr fox but uh
0: yeah you know um yeah really wonderful film if you haven't seen it definitely go check it out i would it would be a big recommend from me.
2: One thing and I me. would say, one thing I would say is that none of those people, except for Atari, deserve their dogs.
3: So true. Because none so of them, tr- Tracy. they all just
2: let it go. Oh yeah, Tracy. Tracy. They all just let their dogs go without question, didn't even try to get them back. You're not allowed a dog. I don't know His how
3: dog. they could, like, I've got thirteen of the little so and so. Thirteen. 13? Sixteen. Thirteen. If one of, a... if even one of them left, I'd be beside myself.
2: No, but like, so they all just let them go. and I'm Like, yeah, okay. And then they got them back. They don't deserve to get them back.
3: I think that shows in the I, film um, though the, the the power of the propaganda that the, yeah. the government releases. Don't deserve a
0: dog. I um, the I think one of the most heartbreaking scenes as well is the first time, the first moment that Atari gets the um, his initial guard dog played by Lee Schreiber, and he's just he like they can fight, they figure out they can understand each other. And he just starts talking to him, like whispering to him, and Leaf Trevor's just like, "It's okay, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm listening." And she starts crying. It's, it's like so that's so messed up. Um, yeah, really great movie. Go watch it. It's uh, it's probably it's my favorite probably. Now, my favorite. now,
1: you say this, um, I mean, I don't know. Fantastic Mr. Fox and Iron dogs are pretty close. I'd say. Oh I yeah. guess it's just because I love stop motion. Um, yeah. And also, as well as that, we have animated sequences, as in, like, not stop motion, but um, I, I don't know, how you, not computer generated, but like, two D animation in this as well. Yeah, not just stop motion. We, we do get moments in of that. Yeah, French Dispatch, but you know, if we we'll get to that, we'll
0: get to that in a moment. Yeah. Um, literally yeah, so coming up next. Literally coming up next. Um, yeah, Love Island dogs. Shall we move on?
3: Yeah. Sure.
0: Right. The French dispatch. Alex is itching.
3: Dude. So when I referenced before how Fantastic Mr. Fox does these wonderful kind of um, features that could only be pulled off in animation. Untrue. Wrong. Get out of here. Don't talk to me. The specific scene I want to talk about is in one of the first few sections, specifically the art section, where we have the prisoner who goes to prison and he ends up doing these wonderful pieces of art. Now, when we see how he, why he got arrested, we see we literally see bless him. Oh, I forgot his name already. Um, Tony
4: Revolori.
3: Tony Revolori. There we go. He's sat at the bar. He does a shot. Uh, looks over. Sees these two bartenders roughing up this old man. And it pans back to him. Spotlight goes on his face and he starts growling and like gritting his teeth. And then he gets up, walks over and the camera pans away and there's blood splatters and obviously he's killed them. Yeah. And throughout the rest of that segment with that character, even though it changes onto an older version of him, he still does the gritting of the teeth and the spotlight and the growling whenever he's angry. And it, Oh, it's such a wonderful kind of, like, thing with this character. And it reminds me so much of Isle of Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, this, like, stop-motion kind of feature. Um, and I think it just does go to show how kind of creative both the director and, you know, cinematographer for all these films are. Absolutely. Joe, you put your hand down.
1: Oh, no, 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 I'm blocking out... There's a thumbnail for The Nun, and I really don't like it, so... <laughs> just um, turn it off! No, because I'm searching something about the French Dispatch, because <laughs> um, I want to see the scene you're describing.
3: Um, it's it's in like the first parts of the film. Just look up um, Tony. T- just look up Tony Ravalloli in uh, the French Dispatch. It'll show you because th- that's literally the only scene he's in.
1: Yeah, I don't think I um, understood the film. But wait, are we on we well, on the French. Yeah, I didn't understand. We that. are. Yeah. No.
0: So so the film is. Um, it's presented in... It's an anthology film. It, the first of... Of... Um... His career. And it follows... A... Well, it's... It's the final edition of a... Paper called The French Dispatch. Or a magazine. And the editor is Bill Murray. And at the start, we learn that he's died. And so this is the final... Edition of that book. Um... And it starts off with a little... Uh, piece about... Owen Wilson... Who's cycles around European cities, great, love that. And then it follows three stories. One, it follows Tilt Swinton, who is um, discussing a a very popular artist, who's Benicio del Toro, who only became, who only got his fame through um, painting while he was in prison. Um, and that scene also includes um, performances from Leia SeDu and Adrian Brody. Then you've got the middle section. Which follows um, Francis McDormand, who is um, writing from a student revolution in a city in France, um, and that follows the revolution's leader Timothy Chalamet, and it also includes a weird moment from Christoph Waltz. Fun, yeah. Um, and I I really like that section. I I really like. I just love Timmy, big Tim, like Tim. Um, and then the final section follows a um. Jeffrey Wright, who's um, reminiscing with Lee Schreiber about a uh, a story he um, went and did for a, about a chef um, that turns into a kidnapping and subsequent regaining of child. And Edward Norton um, is the one.
1: kidnapper. Yeah, it's.
0: I, I think it's a really fun movie, and I really like anthology movies specifically because if there's not a bit, if there's a bit you don't like. It's not going to be on for very long. Like, there's another bit coming up that you'll probably will like. And for me, I think the, um, I think that first story is the weakest. I, I still obviously I don't think there's a bad story in this, but I think well, the Owen
1: the, the Wilson st- one or the artist one.
0: The artist one, the main story. So the Owen Wilson one is like a prologue, really. Um, and then the other three, like, I think the fi- I think the stories get better and better as they go on. That
3: makes sense.
0: That that final story with Jeffrey Wright is. Wonderful! It is. I didn't understand it, though.
1: What
0: do you, What don't you understand about it, honey?
1: I, I remember we were watching it. I, I just, I, I think I turned to you, sir, and I was like, I don't know what's happening.
2: I don't think we've seen the French Dispatch.
1: We watched it together.
2: Because <laughs> 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 <sighs> I do not. Well, that's know. We embarrassing. It, no, we that is embarrassing. That's
1: uh, well, we watched it basically, and I didn't understand yeah. all of it
2: like last year
1: in barfield I don't remember that. oh i don't remember that
3: who just slammed that door Finish. yeah I'll fucking kill him
0: Hate so it. well well that that final section it, it's jeffrey wright and leaf Stryber on like a talk show and then so jeffrey wright is telling the story that he's written for the paper for the magazine um, because he's what what was it? He's not got a photographic memory. He's got a typographic Typograph-
3: memory. Yeah, typographic. Memory.
0: So he remembers every word he's ever written. That's great. Um, so he's tell he's recounting this story of when he went to this um, th- this guy's house. Who's got a little son who who he adopted. Who he's sort of training up to become his protege in the police. Um, and they've got a, ve- a world-famous chef who works for them, and he's gone there to sample some of his food and do some writings on the chef. Then the um, the, 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 the son gets kidnapped by some some bandits uh, ran by Ed- Edward Norton, and, um, who also has um, Cersei Ronan. Lo- love Cersei. Love Cersei Ronan. And then they try and get him back. And then when they do... They they poison everyone because the chef goes in and poisons them all and accidentally eats the poison as well to sort of sell it that it's okay to eat. And everyone eats it except for the chauffeur. So the chauffeur then takes the kids and drives around and that bit is then animated. And it's really beautifully animated, really funny as well. And then they get the kid back.
3: I think my one gripe with this film would be the amount of nudity in it
0: there is a lot of nudity. there is a a lot of a lot of boobies a lot of boobies and also the
3: amount of films that Tilda Swinton is in that she's naked in there's so many
0: she likes getting her boobies in. I mean
3: fair enough each to their own I won't criticise but god there was a lot of boobie I like boobies as much as the next person but
0: Movies are
1: great. I was like, that sound is so British. Like God, there was a lot Good of. Good heavens! There was an awful lot of uh, lots of bush and rack on display. Oh,
3: Joe, S- don't say bush and rack. Hell, fire. <laughs> that's nasty.
1: <laughs> but I didn't understand this film, so that's allowed. What? I didn't even understand the art one. I didn't know what was going on.
3: The art one is quite simple. Joe,
0: Joe, I'm, I'm start, I'm starting to think that Joe might just be a bit of an idiot. I'm, st- I'm, I'm starting to think that really they I
3: think that the. The art was like so. They explained it. Tilda Swinton did a PowerPoint on it.
0: Yeah, they explain everything, Joe. It's not a complicated movie.
1: I don't know.
3: <laughs> we know.
0: I thought. You okay,
1: Joe?
3: Oh, honey. Are you okay, sweetheart? Sorry. I'm
0: sorry. Are you okay? We'll stop making fun of you. <laughs> stop. It's okay.
3: But... That's a lie. We won't no. ever
0: stop. But but for right now, we'll stop calling you stupid. Is that okay?
3: Is that okay? Like he's going to
0: turn around and go, no, keep doing it. <laughs> I get off on it. <laughs> um, see, it's really weird. I, I saw this in cinemas. I I really liked it, and but all of the um, th- this is when you talk about like middling reviews. This has all like reviews in the seventies. Mm. Um, so overall, it's got a average score of seventy three point five. Uh, puts it like. Roughly around the middle of his career, which I think is feels a little bit unfair, because I think it's I think it's better than that. I think it's I, it's it's a solid eight or nine. Like I was to maybe.
1: I think that's surprising because it went basically straight to streaming, didn't it? For it free. did. Yeah. It was. Well, yeah, it was in, class, but...
0: yeah. It was in. Yeah. So it was in twenty twenty one. So it got a very limited release and then just dumped on Disney Plus quite quickly. Um, but I think I mean, it's I'd... I. Th-
1: Sorry, Guanjo. I say I enjoyed it. Um, glad, I enjoyed glad. what I... Oh, I didn't enjoyed, know what was I happening, just... but I liked what I was looking <laughs> at. Did, I didn't know <laughs> what was happening, but I enjoyed what it looked like and what they were trying to, to do. And I liked the animated sequence that was to the animation. That was cool.
0: It was re- really good and really funny. Just re- out of nowhere, really great. Um, and I also like that it's, um, it's a real interesting look into the idea of journalism this is true like this is it's sort of become a pattern now so we've got a the french dispatch is a great look at journalism and then asteroid city is a really great look at storytelling and and how you write something and how something comes to be and you know what what needs to stay in and stuff like that and that's that's a really good look at that um so he's at an interesting point in his career i'm interested to see what he does next
3: well, we know what he's
0: done. What well, does he do? Asteroid City next, yeah. Well, he does do Asteroid City next, yeah. I mean, I. And you've yeah. already seen it. I have seen it. And With it was. So why are chatting? I know. Uh, I no. I mean, after Asteroid City, I mean. Because well, I, I just said We need to like, like
3: lay this out a little bit more. Joe's gonna get confused.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, so Asteroid City is his new newest movie. I am the only one to to have seen it. You guys, it's really good. I really liked it. Um, i was giggling the entire time it's it's got the that pitch perfect dry humor um and i think everyone does has has a really great role in it um it's set in this little town that's sort of known for having a little asteroid in it and so everything's sort of space themed and they go for a, uh, a space summer camp jason was, jason schwartzman is the m- main character he's like a an ex-war photographer he's so
3: fair. Yeah,
0: this this is the year of Jason Swartzman, hundred percent. This and Spider Verse, mm. oh, love it. Um, and he um he de- develops a a friendship with uh, Scarlett Johansson, who's a is a very famous actress, whose daughter is very scientifically gifted. Um, it's got it's got you you it's your typical Wes Anderson brand movie. Like it's it's a lot of fun. I th- I think it's probably. Uh, it's probably one of his funniest movies when I'd does say. this come out on digital well that's it it just had its biggest his sad. biggest opening weekend of his entire career and they're putting it on digital like i think starting next week which is kind of gross does that mean disney plus no i think it, it doesn't mean that no it means like you'll be able to get it on like itunes yeah Yeah, because disney plus has a lot of magic uh,
1: websites
3: has a lot of wes anderson films it does yeah Yeah.
0: most of them were either released through buena vista which is disney's like live action thing or searchlight yeah so um there you go we did it we talked about every wes anderson film from beginning to end now we just Um,
3: gotta do spielberg
0: oh my god i've done i've set up the tournament guys i've set it up it's so exciting um But before we um before we go, does anyone want to like sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book? If you're a nerd, I
3: like how the
0: book is the nerd, not the video game. Yeah,
3: books are for nerds. I like reading. I could. I
0: bought four today. I can't read while I'm also trying to see things.
1: Wait, Um, the one the one I spoke about earlier, C1, you can have that one because I've got a new one. Yes i um, guess the one's going first
2: uh the matilda thingy that uh the new one oh. the musical oh okay, I okay watched it okay the other day um it's actually very good um i thought you know uh, i won't i'm not i wasn't gonna compare it to the old one but you know it's kind of inevitable it's obviously it's different um because you know obviously certain uk i think there are some differences to the film i don't know i haven't read the books so i don't know if it's more accurate or not accurate but it's very good very good music theater kids are terrifying in the best possible way because like what they do throughout the film the dancing all that you're just like okay i could never do that at that their age but it's also just it's very good and it's got very good songs um so yeah i'd, I'd say matilda
1: it gave me Paddington Two vibes, so it's high on my list.
0: Very nice, very nice. I like a musical. I like a musical.
1: Um, uh, who's next? Joe. Uh, so, um, I watched the first Top Gun, um, the other day, and it was it was alright. <laughs> Goose, my beloved. Um, and then I watched Top Gun Maverick that evening, and it's literally one of the best films ever made. Like, it's got a sick beach film what, like scene. Yeah, like literally watching the final bit of that film. <laughs> 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 Set my laptop off now. <laughs>
2: sake <laughs> Just going at it again
1: oh, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, watching the final bit of this film is so nerve-wracking and like yeah it, it's filled with adrenaline like i i was pumped i was i was so slide? excited Will they crash? i, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, that I that got chills ins- I, I got chills and goosebumps throughout and the bit yeah. when the, the bit at the end i know you've mentioned this before in, in an old episode but the ending, I I almost cried. And, like, it just reminded me of Goose. Goose would be proud of this film. Um, Gun Maverick is 100% one of the best blockbusters
0: I may have ever seen. It's absolutely incredible. And what you're saying about Stakes, Joe, it's one of the first blockbusters I've seen in a while where I'm like, I'm not sure if everyone's going to walk out of
1: this. Yeah, because, like, the first... When I watched the first film... I thought, okay, it's going to be, you know, just a happy-go, lucky, plain movie. And then someone dies, you know, that happens. And it's really sad, especially as it's one of the main characters. So this film, anything can happen. Um, it, it's, it's heartwarming with some scenes with, um, what's his name? Fal Kilmer. That was really sweet. Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise, he's like he never left the role. He he, he's such a good actor in it. It's a shame about the Scientology. He's so (laughs) cool. I knew it was coming. He's he's so so cool. cool. Listen, listen, he's
0: not with it anymore. He is. Apparently, he he is. No, he's not. Xander, are you part of Scientology then? Guys, you guys are lying. All right, sorry. That's what a Scientologist (laughs) would say. Tom Cruise is an incredibly crazy man. Yeah, no, I know. Um,
3: That's why he's with Scientology.
1: yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's lizard. Um. But it's such a good film, and I definitely recommend you watch it. It took me this long to watch it, and I regret it, so watch it now. Don't leave it any longer than I did. Don't be a schmuck. Uh, and it's very
0: pretty as well. It's a, it's a very good looking movie. It it's very pretty. I like pretty planes.
2: Film. So...
1: Same. I like
0: planes. That's my autism
3: coming out of me because every autistic kid I likes planes. So, like, I'm sat here, like, planes, yay! So.
0: Um. Alex, do you got one or do I you do, want me to I do. You got one, um, you got one. go for so,
3: it. So, I don't know if anyone has played Stardew Valley. Oh, or you've heard of it. Xander. stop. Um, it's a really little, it's a fun, cute little farming game where you build relationships with the community and it's wonderful. But that's not my recommendation because almost every kind of autistic, mentally ill person has played that game. I've sunk over 600 hours into it. Um, this, yeah, there we go. Xander's played it, there we go so this is actually the caveman version of stardew valley it's called roots of patcha and it is wonderful you literally play as a member of a tribe and you help them build new ideas and you can tame mammoths and boars and lions and you can have them as little pets they're a, a cute little community and discover the clock i recently discovered next is the wheel you know onwards and upwards. Um, then sliced bread, and then sliced bread. <laughs> We're nearly there. We've just discovered wine as well. Wow. Um, so if you're looking to get it it, is on is on sale um, with the Steam Summer Sale, um, and also you can probably get it. I got it cheap on CD Keys at least, which is a trusted website for cheap games. But I would, if anybody likes that, I would really, really recommend Roots of Pacha because it's it's so cute and wonderful, and also Tuck yeah. is the best character ever, and no one can fight me on that.
0: You've actually sold me on that.
3: It's really good.
0: It sounds like fun.
3: It's really fun.
0: I have two. Oh, you greedy Go man. For it. I know. I have a movie and a TV show. What would you like to hear first? The movie. The movie first. So, on that list of movies that I gave you earlier that I watched last week, I missed a movie on purpose to make sure you guys watched it. Ooh. Um, it is 1986's Little Shop of Horrors okay. musical starring Rick Moranis um, and he plays a plant a, 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 he works at a plant shop and he finds a weird plant and it's secretly an alien and it grows into a human eating plant and he has to feed it blood and then eventually kill people and feed it to him so it gets big and he gets famous this sounds cool. It's a musical as well. I
3: hate musicals,
0: though. Ah, it it's really fun. great, though. I don't it's like having It's really fun. great, though.
3: <laughs> I like sitting in my room, smoking a cigarette, doing a shot of Volker and playing Stargy Valley. Okay? I
0: like I like watching The Batman. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I like, what was it that I did this week? I spent 200 quid on, like, army military gear so I could cosplay Ghost from Cod. Yeah, that's what I've done this week.
0: So. so um but yeah little shabba horrors it's really great fun the animatronics are incredible oh are they practical and the yeah yeah no the big planet is all practical it's at 1986 cgi didn't Mm. exist back then and it looks incredible and how did Um, they think the
1: moon landing
0: (laughs) shut up um so they uh, there's a there's a couple of moments in it that you're like how did how did they even do that um and it's a, it's a really cool looking in the behind-the-scenes stuff and seeing how they did things. Um, the songs are amazing. I have an affinity for the musical in general because I, I did it at school and I was the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. So, yeah, going back to this movie after a few years without seeing it is amazing. Also, if you do see it, make sure you watch the director's cut and not the theatrical version because the director's cut, includes the original ending to the musical and they film this incredible sequence that like where like the plant takes over like cities and it looks amazing and you can tell that most of the budget went there because the rest of the movie is in like four locations and this one set this last like 10 minutes like they're destroying buildings they've got like giant animatronics it looks incredible. So if you are watching it, make sure you seek out the director's cut of the movie. It's like an extra 10 minutes longer, but it is so much, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Um, that's the movie. And the TV show, um, it's a BBC comedy that started back in the 80s and it's still going today. Um, it's a sci-fi comedy called Red Dwarf.
1: Ah, uh, because it's just been added to iPlayer, Pink hasn't it?
0: Show, I love that show. It so has much. just been added to iPlayer, I've so I did it. a binge watch and watched every single episode. It's so good. I this was my childhood. I loved this as a kid. My dad loves it, and so got me into it when I was a kid. Um, and it's it's really cool because it's so it, it follows um a a scouser Dave Lister played by Craig Charles, um who gets frozen on his um. On his, on this mining ship, uh, gets put in stasis for bringing a cat on board, um, and accidentally he's stuck in there for three million years after a radiation leak kills everyone on the crew, and so it's just him on the ship, a hologram version of his old bunk mate who he hates, and a humanoid cat creature that evolved from the cat he brought on board, um, and it's the three of them and a robot called Crichton that gets uh, introduced in like season three. Um, and the ship's computer Holly, um, and they go on wacky sci-fi adventures. And the best thing about it is that it's it can be really complex sci-fi, like it's really like brain-churning, but also like really basic comedy. Like these guys are just they just hate each other, and they just they just get on. It's really cool. Um, I think seasons three to six are like peak, and then it got um it sort of got re rebooted back in um 2012 for season 10 and then it went over to Dave and got like you know it had three more seasons over there which is it's all fine there is still still some good stuff in it but if you're looking for like the peak of the show it's seasons 3 to 6 incredible stuff i, I so, think um, I,
1: I watched a clip of um probably was the dave stuff of it was like Crichton in like this like ferrari outfit like yeah. It was a midlife crisis, and I, I watched yeah, yeah, it, yeah. and I thought, "This isn't funny." <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it kind of
1: funny. Is the earlier stuff funny? Oh,
0: it's yes, so it's, funny. it's very funny, very, very funny. Okay. I got um, yelled at once
3: for laughing at it too loud at like one a.m. That's that's <laughs> how funny it was.
0: um Yeah, it's it's all on iPlayer, so go and check it out. It's a it's a really good show.
3: That was a peak suggestion. That's peak.
0: I'm really glad you like it. Dude, oh, I I've I watched it. That. I've
3: watched it for years because I got introduced to it as well when I was a kid, and I've been watching it we, ever um,
0: since. Did you watch that final special they made um, back in 2021? Was it 2020? The Promised Land. No, I have Yeah, the Land. I haven't, yeah, I
3: haven't land. watched anything from like, 2019.
0: That.
4: That's when I. So
0: stopped. that that final special they did, they um, me and my dad went down to London and we watched <gasps> the first half of it be filmed. We were sat in the audience for it. Unreal. I'm Unreal. So jealous. We've got um, we've got signed stuff from uh, Craig Charles, uh, Danny John-Jules, who plays the cat, and Robert Llewellyn. Um, and you
3: didn't invite me.
0: I, this was well before I knew you, you bitch. <laughs> um. So yeah, bit we're, we're big fans over here. So uh, yeah, go check it out if you haven't seen it. it there really
1: there was a girl I liked once who liked Red Dwarf, <laughs> so I asked someone to give me the best episodes to watch, so that I knew about it.
0: What did, did do you remember? What episodes they gave you? <laughs>
1: no, because they might have given it. you the wrong ones. Just to show you well. Um. Well, you can't criticise
3: yeah. anybody for being a simp, Joe. You actually can't.
0: I think that's going to do it for this week. Um. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. This, this will probably be a long episode. Oh yeah. Um. But worth it because we went through an entire man's career. What's your favourite Wes Anderson film? Let us know. Um. Respond to our th- thing on Spotify, and also you can now, um tweet at us because Ah. alex is running the twitter account like like an absolute bouse um i'm so sorry um die and you can also send us messages on facebook and instagram Uh, all the links are in the description um thank you so much to everyone for listening um alex where can the people find you
3: um oh god they can now find me on the official film me in pod one podcast on twitter but bar that nowhere (laughs) good luck
0: (laughs) thank you uh joe thank you for being here where can the people find you
1: uh you can find me on twitter at cook 11 joseph youtube rebel hoovian instagram joe cook underscores to artist and you can find me on freds now at that same uh name so joe cook underscores to artist
0: fantastic and siwan Last but not least. Uh,
2: you can find me on Instagram or Twitter under C101, but I don't particularly do anything on there. So maybe don't. Um, but then I um, try to review everything I watch on Letterboxd. So maybe follow me there.
0: Thank you for being here. Next week, we are. Um, is it. Wait, is it Mission Impossible next week? the yes! school oh i'm so excited i'm so excited oh so we're gonna talk about mission impossible dead reckoning part one next week so make sure you are strapped into your chairs uh, and then we'll take be that chair one. and we'll
3: throw it off a cliff with yes, tom, just, you just just as tom, cruise, with tom cruise on it
0: make sure you are uh you are <laughs> <laughs> listening to that one and we will we will see you next week goodbye Ciao. bye, bye. Amazing. My butt hurts...